Episode 17, Hone In for Survival. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hi, elite educators. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson here to empower you to reach your potential. You know I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. Today, I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about honing in for survival. So let's get started. I know many of you probably feel like you are running a three-ring circus. You just can't keep up. You can't do 100% with everything. And so you start feeling frustrated and overwhelmed. At least, I know I did. I wanted leadership. I wanted to try new things, but it was just adding one more plate that I then had to keep up juggling in the air, and it was way too much for me. Then there came new standards, new curriculum, new expectations. Those were even more plates that I had to keep moving and throwing up into the air without cracking a single one. And there were many days I came home feeling so out of energy, uh, out of passion, out of excitement, out of ideas. I was running on empty. And each new plate that was given to me to hold up wasn't heavy and it wasn't large. It was just I had so many darn plates. And if I could only just start eliminating plates, I would be okay. And I wasn't able to to find that balance because these were all plates given to me. It wasn't like I was adding on to my own. And for some reason, I was keeping all the plates in the air. My juggling act was uh, successful. It probably wasn't very pretty, but I was able to do it. And I think through all of that figuring out what I was going to do, I came up with a solution and I'm going to share it with you. But first, let me just share a little bit of why I wanted to talk about this today. So when I first started teaching, everything was super exciting. I had so much time in my day. I wrote my lesson plans in a lesson plan book, which is just like a calendar of squares. And you could just write in, oh, today I'm going to teach about the Native Americans. And then tomorrow I'm going to do worksheet 105 for math. You know, you didn't have to flush everything out and Put a standard, put an objective, and differentiate, and you know have have what I call the three ring circus going on. So just writing a lesson plan takes so much time. Um, so planning can take forever. And I know my team finally decided we were going to go back to plugging in what topics we're going to be where. So we at least had like a two week vision, and then we would go through and flush it out. Because if you just start on Monday and start flushing it out, you'll get to Tuesday and time will be up. And you're like, wait, what are we doing for the next two weeks? So just changing over to a flush lesson plan took a lot of time and a lot of energy. So maybe that plate did increase in size and in weight, 
but then there was you had to attend professional development sessions and of course those are required and then you have meetings 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 for the meetings meetings after the meetings I don't even know why I have so many meetings many of which can you know just be a quick email but I guess people aren't reading emails so they require us to show up now but it was like I couldn't ever just go to the bathroom or you know read the email that I'm supposed to be reading because I have to be at 47 different meetings. So between lesson plans and now I've got meetings and then I've got to communicate with parents, whether it's through my newsletter or my Friday folder or just responding to their emails. Then I've got my class website that needs to stay current with what the homework assignment is, making sure everything up there for upcoming events is updated then I had the Scholastic Book Program, which I absolutely loved, but I had to make sure I was organized and passing out those monthly catalogs and then collecting money and inputting orders. And I know that there's a better system now where parents can just do that at home, which is, is so great. But at the time, we hadn't been utilizing that. I had student journals that I wanted to write back and forth. It turned into once a week. I could do five a day. So I'd have my Monday people that I'd, they'd turn them in and I'd write them back and my Tuesday people and so on and so forth. And then there's just grading. I mean, I, ha I couldn't grade everything. That was something when I first started. I graded everything, but that was because I had time. <laughs> now it's like, okay, prioritize what needs a grade or what can students grade tomorrow during class or, or what needs just feedback versus a grade. So then not only am I grading, but I had to think of the system to grade. And uh, if you can tell, just being a teacher requires a lot of organization. Um, you know, having a part-time job, too. I didn't make enough money. I mean, I eventually got my master's degree and my national board certification, and both of those things allowed me to have more money each month. But in the beginning, I barely had enough to cover bills. And the older I got, the more responsibility I had and things that I owned and that required more money. And, you know, then I, for survival, had to go out and get a job. So now it's 2.45 and the bell's ringing and I have 30 minutes that I'm required to stay after school. And most of those, as you can guess it, are already filled up with meetings. So when do I do stuff that I need to do so that I can be successful in my classroom and guess what? At 3.15, I had to rush out because I had to go tutor at 3.30 or at 4 o'clock and had to race home to let my dog out. And then I'm back home at 6 o'clock starving, so make something for dinner. Now it's like 7 o'clock, and I'm like, I haven't done anything for my kids in my classroom yet. It's been hours, and I'm just rushing, rushing, rushing. And I just felt like I was swamped. Um, one of my bosses through the New Teacher Project said, you know, it's like standing under a waterfall with a Dixie cup. I absolutely love that analogy because that's how I felt. I didn't have a sufficient system, but stuff was just flying at me and I had to try and catch it. And I was swamped. And I had to figure out what I was going to do because I also loved my job. So in addition to being swamped and, and not being able to figure out how to deal with it, I also loved what I was doing and I loved each plate that I was carrying. I, I truly did. It was just like I've said, it's it was too many plates. Like I just, I can't give 100% to every single thing that I'm doing. There's just no way because I don't have enough percentages to, to go around. I wanted to be a mentor. So I joined that program and had wonderful mentees. Then I was asked to help plan and coordinate 
our mentor mentee program because of my work with the new teacher project and helping new teachers develop and I wanted to do that that was fun that's the part of education I really enjoyed so here comes another plate and then I was a cooperating teacher which is awesome I love helping teachers teach so having student teachers yes bring them in absolutely love it and some people may say like oh that's so easy you just sit in the back of the room and they teach everything and you can get all caught up well yeah maybe if that's the kind of cooperating teacher you want to be but I love helping teachers grow. So I'm sitting in the back with their lesson plan, adding ideas or giving feedback or whispering in their ear for something to try different or jumping in to clarify or asking a question. Like I am more involved than if I were just teaching myself. And I feel that they truly benefited. And every student teacher I've had has told me they were so thankful that I was invested in their development. And yeah, as it, the time went on, I didn't have to do as much because they were just developing into better teachers over time and so I was able to kind of dip in and out and do other things and there came a, a point in time where I was asked to leave the classroom because they have to learn how to you know manage the class without you there so I'd be sitting outside trying to get caught up on other things so there was probably a week where I got like woo to catch up but for the most part I was really involved you know, and then I was asked to design and lead some professional developments. Not only do I have to show up to the meeting, but I also have to deliver it, which means more prep. And again, I love it. Like, I love talking to teachers and sharing things that I've learned and things that other people have told me that work. Uh, taking pictures, showing videos of it in action. Like, it's just powerful PD, and I love to do it. But again, it's another plate that I'm now throwing in the air like I'm in the circus, and I'm doing okay, guys. I, I wasn't dropping plates, but I wasn't spinning them very well. I wasn't throwing them very well. It was kind of a haphazard three-ring circus. Uh, so I had to figure out, okay, I've got, you know, part one is all the things required of me. The grading, the, the emails, the lesson planning, the attending PD, the website. And then I've got part two, which is the fun stuff, the stuff I put on myself, but that make it so rewarding. So these are like my gold plates, the plates I don't want to drop because this is like the worth it plate. And that's the mentoring, the designing the programs and the PD, being a cooperating teacher. And so I very quickly had to come to Jesus' meeting. I said, Gretchen, you got to figure this out. You cannot keep going this route or you will be exhausted. You cannot teach longer than a year in this form or fashion. You are doing too much. And now you have a dog at home and you're, you have a husband. And like, what are you going to be able to do? That's just more plates. And the type of person I am, I want, I want to be great at everything, and I've realized I just can't. But I thought of something, and it works really great. And it's called tunnel vision. And this is a way to hone in. This is why I call this episode Hone In for Survival. So the way you do this is you have to focus on just the brick in front of you and tackle that. And then the brick that comes next behind that one. Because I was trying to have a vision and because of that, I was getting overwhelmed by all the many bricks in between me and that vision. And I started to have to just go into survival mode, which is day to day. And I've realized that that actually can be very successful. I mean, you still have to plan ahead, but your energy and your time hones in. Tunnel vision. It's like a flashlight. So you turn on 
your room light and you can see the vision and you can do that for just a few minutes so you know what's coming and then you turn it off and you've got your flashlight and that's all you can see in front of you is what is going on that day because you have got to say I am a hundred percent charged right now each of these activities happening today are going to take a percentage of that but I only have a hundred percent to work with so how can I do my best with everything I have to do today to get it accomplished and so it's kind of turning into a daily checklist. And I think of it like I'm in a game, any type of computerized game that you can think of, where you're gaining points to get to the next level. And so for me, everything I'm doing, I have to do it well so that I earn points so that tomorrow I can do an even better job. And what I mean by this is if I don't deliver a great PD session, then I'm not going to be asked to do it again. So that means I'm not right raising to the next level. Or if I'm communicating with parents and it goes awfully wrong because I'm tired or stressed or frustrated, then that relationship dwindles and that means I'm not going to the next level. So really what I'm saying here is you have to take care of you and all of your activities for that day and do it the best that you can so that the next day you can go and do it all over again and do it just as great. So it's almost like quality control. And honing in allows you to just say, okay, what do I have to do great just today? I can't worry about tomorrow. In fact, my husband doesn't even look at his schedule. He just walks to work. Oh, what do you have going on today? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. And I guess he sits down and opens his planner and is like, oh, okay, this is what I have going on. And for whatever reason, he's like never stressed out. And it helped me realize that because he hones in. I'm a big picture. Like I like to know what I'm doing for the week and you know, planning ahead. And as a teacher, you need to be because you need to have copies for Thursday on Monday and you need to be prepping for something that's down the week, especially when you have parent-teacher conferences. And I mean, you can't just show up to work and be ready to go. So it's a little bit different, but I liked that idea of, of honing in. And so I had to create a system. So I did. Grab a manila folder and some post-its and on the outside of the manila folder this is going to be your urgent tasks so on those post-its you could do different colored post-its if that works for you for you for me i just use the yellow post-its and i wrote whatever tasks i had that were urgent and these are things that either had to get done today or had to get done tomorrow and i would post these on the front of my manila folder so then you open the manila folder, and on the left side, these are things that I need to do. So usually my required tasks, but they're not urgent yet. They aren't due today or tomorrow, but they need to get done maybe by the end of the week. The right side of the inside of the folder are things that I want to do. So maybe I want to organize my book nook, or I want to take my carpet home to get it washed because it's so gross, or I need to sew a pillow in the reading corner, or I need to uh, organize my supply shelf, whatever. And then turn the manila folder over. And these are where you just put your ideas. Things that you want to do in your class, but you haven't quite figured it out and haven't had the time. But you don't want to forget that this is on your mind. So for me, it was using Remind 101 instead of emailing parents. It was this way to just text from an unidentified number. So it's just one-way communication of like a quick, hey, don't forget tomorrow's picture day, or please bring in $5 for the field trip. Um, and so I knew I wanted to use it, but I hadn't quite figured out exactly how I was going to roll it out. So that would be an example of something I wanted to do, an idea I had. And so what's so great about this system is the Post-Its can move 
to the different categories as the deadline approaches. So maybe on Monday there's a post-it on the need-to-do side, but as Wednesday comes, I now move it to the urgent side if I hadn't gotten to it yet. And so for me, that was visually helpful to hone in. So if I'm carrying my manila folder, which is all I needed to carry because I didn't need a schedule or a calendar or whatever, carried that with me in my bag, and I'd always look at just the front cover. That's the honing in part. I'm like, okay, these are urgent, have to get done. There was one day where I completed all the post-its on the urgent side, and I looked, um, uh, what post-its can I move over? And that felt really great because I'm type A. I like to cross things off my list. But rarely that happened. Normally what, what would go down is I'd have like five post-its starting at the beginning of the week, and, you know, they would dwindle pretty quickly, and I'd start moving things over. So it was more of a fluid movement. I didn't really have like a blank slate for too many days. Um, but that was a way for me to not have 25 post-its in front of me of things I needed to do. But, okay, these are five and these are urgent. Okay, and then as the day comes, I keep adding post-its. So it's like my, my total is always five, but I'm just getting rid of tasks and adding a task. So you're never feeling like you're getting more plates. You're now swapping out plates. So if I've got five in the air, I put one down because I'm done with it and add another. And so it just kind of kept me whole, kept me moving, and I had energy to do it. You know, if you can't do the day-to-day well, you can't do long-term well. You run out of gas. And so this is a way to ensure you are putting all your energy where it matters right now. And there's going to come a slow season where you can do all of these different sides of the manila folder at once and not feel stressed at all. But then there's some days we're just looking at the front urgent side as enough to give you a heart attack. But find a system that works for you. This happens, you know, to work for me and and find a way to hone in so that you can survive and then learn how to thrive because that is the goal is is to not just get through the day but to to do it well. You know, things fall into place, so instead of worry, just problem solve or or put it off till you have time to sit and work it out. You know, and when I'm laying in bed, all I do is is think about the next day in my to-do list or the whole week and you just have to stop yourself and say, I am in charge of today. Tomorrow has not yet come. So it keeps you from worrying and stressing about upcoming things because that can creep into your mindset and ruins your precious sleep time. And without sleep, I mean, you can't even do tomorrow. So to me, that's like a gold coin or gold plate, as we've been calling them. Like, I've got to sleep my six to eight hours. I know people are going to laugh and be like, I wish I had that much. But for me, like, I will give up something so I can sleep because I need it. Otherwise, I'm grouchy and unproductive. But for me, like, that's golden time. I can't sit there and let it creep in. I have to control my thoughts and say, nope, like, I'm in charge of today. Tomorrow hasn't come. I'm in charge of today. Tomorrow hasn't come. And again, that doesn't mean you don't look ahead. Remember, turn that room light on. Look around, see what that vision is, turn it off and grab your flashlight. you got to hone in so that you can do today well and worry about tomorrow. So start practicing your tunnel vision. Go ahead and hone in. And if you develop another system that works for you, send me an email at Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com. And then I can share it out with our listeners on the show notes page. Lots of ideas are going to be sitting in here and will help anyone who's struggling to get everything done and and have any energy left or to feel accomplished or feel happy or take on those additional tasks that they want to because they want to learn and grow in their own educator journey. All right, Elite Educators, that's a wrap for this week's podcast on Honing In for Survival. Now go out and be great. 
because you've just been empowered. This podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details. Hi, elite educators. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, leave a rating and review. Also, stay connected with Always a Lesson through social media. Like us on Facebook at Always a Lesson and follow me personally on Twitter at G Schultek. That's G-S-C-H-U-L-T-E-K. I look forward to connecting with you. Calling Elite Educators! Are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do, and, well, just gets it? Then hop on over to alwaysalesson.com to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also, check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College, to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered.